Y2, green right off, nasty. Hound 2, Y booty, X facing back right on. 580! Green 87! GLIAC Football Weekly starts right now. Now here's your host, Jake Reitma. All right, all right, here we go. Buckle up, dial it in. GLIAC Football Weekly is on the air. And oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try not to sound too sad. Dial it in, Jake. That's why I said everybody else dial it in because, ladies and gentlemen, we have somehow, some way, Made it to the final week of the regular season. So first and foremost, just give it up. Always always, it's okay to give yourself a round of applause here while you're listening. Whether you're tuning in on Thursday, Friday, or game day Saturday, or, or any of the other days of the week. But uh, you know how this whole thing works. At the, the, after Saturday, what, you know, what's, what's the point? But dial it in. Buckle up. Final episode of the regular season. Jake Ritmo with you. This is GLIAC Football Weekly, the only, the only show dedicated to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the GLIAC. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's, it, I woke up this morning and I, I, I won't say I'm dreading it, but I'm just thinking, what, what will life be like after the GLIAC Football Weekly podcast? But no, no, we're going to, we're going to keep things the same. We're not going to put too much focus on it as I have put too much of an emphasis on it here in the opening couple of minutes but one more week of the regular season before the playoffs begin the real playoffs the real playoffs an actual 28 team tournament not some silly selection of the top four teams and everybody yelling at each other and and oh you beat them but that was a good loss this was a bad loss this was a great win that wasn't just an okay win what's the style points all that good stuff no Division two football's got it figured out 28 team playoff four super regions of seven and so on and so forth. But here we go. Final episode this week. What are we doing? We're going to talk to Tim Knott, the play-by, or rather, I'm sorry, the color analyst for Grand Valley State Football. Does a great job. He's also the associate athletic director in charge of communications. Runs the show over there at Grand Valley State. So we get some great insight from him. Been around the GLIAC for a few years. And that is not, that's that's me saying Tim is one of the most experienced and wise people that you will come across um, in, in covering this fine, fine league. So Tim Knott's our featured interview guest of the week. And how have I gone this long? Finally, yes, undefeated week last week. It took it took 10 weeks, but I finally went 4-0 in the picks, and that's probably because the four games from week number 10 played out um, as we all thought they would. And, and in fact... Um, I think if you were if you were to put the results from Saturday, November six, in front of anyone, uh, I, I just don't think anyone would be surprised with any of the four games. Um, and that's kind of where we've we've come. The water has found its level, if you will. The Gleek, uh ten weeks in, we know who everybody is, and uh, I'm anticipating the final week of the regular season to be the same way. So, real quick, I know everybody's dying to know what's the record. All right. 4-0 week last week, which brings it to 
and 13. So 13 losses, 32 corrects. And and maybe maybe for next year we'll start to do some point spreads and and and, and see if we can uh, we can cover the spread and because that that would just make it very 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 difficult because if anybody has any experience, you know, betting uh, betting against the spread is always a challenge. But then you need someone to handicap it and 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 pick your point spreads, that sort of thing. But let's go through these results. Of course, on week number 10 from Saturday, November 6th, then we'll have our featured interview with Tim Knott and we'll get into the final picks of the regular season for week number 11. But Ferris dominates Davenport 50 to 14, the final in this one never close. Michigan Tech goes to Northwood and shuts out the Timberwolves 34 nothing. This one also never close. Northern Michigan falls on the road to Saginaw Valley 33-21 the final in that one make it 5 in a row for Saginaw Valley State and in the Motor City Grand Valley dominates 62 to 13 I had some report they some reports from people that were at the game they could probably have scored more took the foot off the gas but uh so three or four rather lopsided victories in all aspects and uh again as the 4-0 record would indicate that's that's kind of what we what we saw coming. So your players of the week, let's go for week number 10, obviously. Cade Peterson from Grand Valley State. Third time he's won the award and he is putting together a phenomenal season and has been that dual threat at quarterback. He's the team's leading rusher, but uh, an impressive, impressive day for Cade Peterson for Grand Valley State as your GLIAC Offensive Player of the Week for week number 10. I'll give you the exact numbers for you. 15 of 24, 218 yards, and three touchdowns through the air. 11 rushes, 62 yards, and two touchdowns in their 62-13 win. Again, third time Cade Peterson's won GLIAC Player of the Week. Defensively, Michael Bates Jr. from Michigan Tech, part of that Husky shutout over the Northwood Timberwolves and beautiful Midland, Michigan at Hans Stadium. Tough day for the Timberwolves, but congrats to Michael Bates Jr. of Michigan Tech. He's a defensive back. He earns Gleek Player of the Week. Standout performance. He intercepted a pass, ran it all the way back 100 yards for a pick six, his second pick six of the season, and he had a team high he does have a team high four interceptions and four pass breakups. He's been a staple on that defense for Steve Olson's Michigan Tech Huskies. So Michael Bates Jr. had the pick six, goes all the way in part of that 34 nothing blowout victory over Northwood. Special teams player of the week is Marcus Taylor from Ferris State. It would not be a week in the GLIAC without a Ferris State player of the week. And you could say the same for Grand Valley with how many um, player of the weeks they've had on, on both offense and defense. Same with Ferris. It's um I think it's okay to say this league has become or this season rather has become the Ferris and Grand Valley show because they have uh, taken that next step and 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 the Gleak players of the week is just one more example of that. But Marcus Taylor, um, he was electric on Saturday and he had 28 yards on five punt returns, average 28 yards on five punt returns, and then an 85 yard highlight reel return early in the second quarter. And that was part of the Fair State Bulldogs getting up 27 um, nothing. But Taylor. 
He uh, led the Bulldogs with receiving, too. Five catches, 69 yards, 31-yard catch um, was a part of that. Uh, 213 all-purpose yards in the game. And uh, there you go. Marcus Taylor, your special teams player of the week because of that 85-yard highlight reel return for a touchdown. So one more time, players of the week, Cade Peterson from Grand Valley State on offense, Michael Bates Jr. from Michigan Tech on defense, and Marcus Taylor from Ferris State. So we'll talk a little bit more about this in the um, in the closing segment, but what we have here, Ferris State, a win, and they're your GLIAC champions outright. If somehow they lose, Grand Valley wins, then there's a share of the GLIAC title. But um, and, and again, this is why the game is played, and we'll get more into this, but... On paper, on paper, and Fair State has already clinched at least a share of the GLIAC title, but they'll be at home against Wayne State, and Grand Valley is uh, taking on Davenport. So those are the two games to watch. Um, and then Northwood and Northern Michigan will play for the second time, and Saginaw Valley and Michigan Tech up in Houghton. So we'll get into the picks at the other end of our featured interview because it's time now to talk to none other than the associate athletic director at Grand Valley State in charge of communications and the radio analyst for the Grand Valley State football team, Tim Knott. We now welcome on none other than the radio color analysis for Grand Valley football, but he holds more titles than that. Sports Information Director, Associate Athletic Director, all the good ones. Tim Knott, welcome to Gleak Football. How are you, my friend? Thanks, Jay. Great to be on. And, uh, you know, it's always it's always fun talking uh, football and college athletics. No doubt. And that's where I want to start, because as we we're we we're discussing before we went on here, um, you got football going on. You got soccer, volleyball. It's that crossover time of the year and, and you're choosing to spend some time with me on Gleak football weekly first and foremost I'm honored and thank you <laughs> well no it's always it's always fun and yeah it's a busy time of year you know we have a lot of sports going on a lot of our teams are very successful uh soccer in terms of hosting the Gleak term this weekend um basketball kick, kicks off this weekend or tips this weekend I should say tips this weekend we have a, a couple of home games in women's basketball and around the road Sunday uh, home football obviously on Saturday the, the regular season finale and our cross-country teams are getting ready to go to the national championships next weekend. Um, they're both in, in, you know, really in the mix for, you know, national championships. So b- busy time, but that's why you do this. It's a lot of fun. You get paid to watch sports, and it's a lot of hours, but it's always rewarding. No doubt about it. Tim Nott is with us on Gleek Football Weekly. And, Tim, I, I hesitate to even say this because I, I know it's, it's, your head might not be able to fit in the room here after this, but this is the final regular season episode. And I know you're giving me a hard time, but I'm just going to say we saved the best for last, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not many people would say that probably. There's, there's <laughs> a bunch of detractors out there that probably aren't uh, fans of me or Grand Valley. But that's all right. You know, it comes with the territory. And, right. uh, we enjoy that kind of villainous role, the New York Yankees. There you go. That's what makes it fun. Grand Valley, one loss on the season so far than that. It's been a rel- relatively smooth sailing season for the Lakers uh, near the top um, in just about every offensive st- uh, statistic category. Same with on defense. Um, from In your role, we'll, we'll go straight with football there, um, calling the games on the radio and that sort of thing. Um, what has stood out to you about this team, um, maybe as a whole or some games individually um, that uh, has really been a lot of fun to watch for you? 
I think it's the um, the camaraderie amongst the players. This team really like they they love each other. I mean, and, and that that and that's evident um, every day of practice when I'm out there um, uh, during games, off the field, in the locker room. You really you really get a sense of that camaraderie that these guys like being around each other. That doesn't always happen, and I think that's how you build great teams. Is you is they want to be around. They want to be at the football center watching film, being with you know their teammates. Uh, uh, loving the guy in the locker next to you. And, and that, I, I know that sounds cliche, but it's not always like that. And, and, and I would say it's, it hasn't always been like that here. I mean, there's years that it, it happens more. There's years that it doesn't happen enough. Um, maybe guys are thinking of themselves more than the team. And uh, if, if, you, if you look at our running game, we have a stable of five running backs that, that could start at any school. Now you add in a, quarter, a running quarterback. We have six guys that carry the ball. And those guys want to be the guy, Aaron Kane Vizi, Tariq Reed. Um, Jack Preventure, um, uh, Jonte Crawford, uh, they all want to be the guy. And then you have uh, uh, Cade Peterson, who's our leading rusher. But they're okay with that. And, and, that, and that just shows about the, you know, they just want to win games. They want to win games. They want to make a deep run in the playoffs. And, and it, it's evident by, by how they go about their job every day. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that stood out to me um, all the way at the beginning of the season when I was at Lover Stadium, which thank you for the hospitality, by the way, always a pleasure no to get out there. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this new look. I don't want to say new look Grand Valley team, but offensively just so explosive. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And one of one of the players adding to that uh, explosive repertoire on the offensive side is uh, it shares the same last name as you. What has it been like watching uh, your son play? And, and that's, uh, is it difficult to separate uh, dad and broadcaster when he's out there? <laughs> yeah, it is. But um, uh, if, if you know, Kyle, Kyle is a, a very humble kid. He doesn't like the notoriety at all. I mean, and which is really kind of, you know, you don't see that a lot today. Um, uh, he, he's also playing baseball here and he, he went to central Michigan to play baseball, uh, after a year, just decided he missed football too much. And he was a really, really good high school football player, um, as a quarterback, um, but wasn't going to be a quarterback in college. Um, so, uh, he's a receiver here and it's been fun watching him, um, watching his progression. I mean, you know, he, he really had taken two years off football, came in the bottom of the, of the depth chart and had to, had to work his way into a role where he's now a contributor. He's been on all special teams all year. Now he's starting to catch some passes and, and, and do some things offensively. But it's fun to watch. You know, it, it's really hard because as a color guy, you're watching the whole play and I'm giving Steve Lloyd-Jones the information, you know, who's making tackles, who's carrying the ball, stuff like that. But you do notice when he's out there, I know how he runs. And so, yeah, right, you know, right. if I can't see the number, I see, you know, a, a kid out there kind of, you know, runs like Kyle. And uh, so you, you kind of keep an eye, one eye on him and one eye on the rest of the play. But it's, it's really enjoyable. Um, and uh, I, sometimes I think he isn't so fond of me doing the radio or me in, the, <laughs> in my role here. I'm, you know, I'll go to practice and he asks me, like, why are you at practice? That's my job. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't right, even know right. that I'm here. Okay. So, um, but it, it's fun. It's fun being around him. Um, and, you know, what's really impressed me is that the coaching staff has really embraced him. Um, and believe me, he doesn't get any, any preferential treatment because his dad's worked here for 26 years. Uh, he's just one of the guys and he enjoys being one of the guys, um, Cody Tierney, his roommate, and those guys grew up together playing in Grand Rapids, uh, Cody at Northview high school and, and Kyle at Jenison. And they're like twins and you always see those guys together, but he, he enjoys playing both sports here and, uh, he, he's enjoying the fall right now in football and in the spring he'll play baseball. 
That's awesome. And looking ahead to uh, kind of the immediate future for the Grand Valley State football team and and, and really all of uh, Super Region 3 as we enter the final weekend of the regular season. As uh, I always joke, you know, us quote unquote media guys, we can do the scoreboard watching and the play, you know, the uh, potential matchups. If the season ended today, Grand Valley would have a home playoff game against Henderson State. How uh, I, I guess we'll start at the very top. What's the uh, what's the approach moving into the playoffs? And and more than likely, you'll be hosting a playoff game and the excitement that comes with that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, first and foremost, you got to be Davenport. I mean, you, you know, and again, you've seen upsets. You, you you see, you know, you really need to play on the field. And yeah, on, on paper, that's a that's a win. But obviously, when you play in the field, it's going to you're looking at inclement weather. It's going to rain, snow. It's Davenport's last game. They know what they're going to they're going to unload the kitchen sink and have every trick play. They might go for it on fourth down every time. I mean, who cares? Why not? Right. Right. So so first and foremost, you need to win the game uh, from that point on. You know, you want to host as many games as you can host. And um, right now, is like you said, as, as it ends today, uh, we'd be hosting a first round game. Um, the, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of movement at the bottom. You have Henderson State and Wachita Baptist playing. Um, uh, you know, there's some teams down there kind of jockeying for, for positions. And uh, again, you just want to host as many games as you can host. And you just want to continue to win one game. There's really you can't look ahead. You want to be one of 28 getting into the playoffs, first of all. And then you, you only 24 teams are going to play. So you want to be one of 16 teams still playing in the second week. Um, but in terms of excitement, there's nothing like it. I mean, you know, it's um, it's fun. There's a different air on campus. There's a different air on the athletic department when postseason football is being played. Uh, it's fun. There's just a it just brings, you know, I do what I do, to, you know, to be around the kids and, and it's it's fun and it's but you can just sense it. And, and I take a lot of pride in what we do in terms of, you know, hosting a playoff game, making sure your hosts are taken care of um, and, and doing a good job. And, you know, there's just a different sense about it in November playing playing football games in late November. Uh, if you're able to win that first game, playing on Thanksgiving weekend is always a great, you know, you have practice on Thursday and then you have, you know, Thanksgiving and, and you'll have guys on teams going to different houses, you know, because they're here, still here for practice. And um, so it's, it's just a lot of fun. And, uh, and, you know, from a media uh, aspect, Super Region 3 is a prime example of why you would like to see a national tournament, you know, um, in terms of you have four of the top, what, seven teams in the country in one region. Um, so, and then you see some other regions out there that might not be, you know, quite as strong across the board. Um, but, you know, you're going to have some uh, good, great first round matchups, first of all. Um, and then right in that second round, you're going to have some uh, regional title type games that are the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's like you just read my mind, Tim, because I was thinking as we, you know, and and all the noise, of course, we both sports fans follow the college football playoffs. And and it just sounds funny for them to call it the college football playoffs when the Division two format is a real playoff. And it's a it's a lot of fun. And you mentioned the depth in in Super Region three. It's almost like uh, you could play some some of your toughest games in the first couple of rounds. Um, but but like you said, it's a, a survive and advance one game at a time. But I also wanted to go back to one thing you said just with the the game day atmosphere and experience and having having been a part of that firsthand just um and seeing all the work that goes into it and is it difficult 
for you and all the roles that you have and, and all the hats that you wear, and, you know, you're on the, on the radio, on the broadcast, but then you're making, you're facilitating everything in the press box and making sure all media is taken care of and, and every logistic that possibly goes into it. And just uh, how, how, I guess, how do you balance all that? Um, you know, I've been doing this for a lot of years. Um, I have a great staff. I mean, my, my students and staff, I mean, I can't say enough about them. Um, then, and you know, I'm only as good as, as my staff and first and foremost, Jake Levy, uh, is, is a, a, you know, Jake, Jake wears a lot of hats as well. Uh, he's doing radio, TV, uh, social media, um, and you know, our, our GAs and our student staff, uh, they just do a wonderful job. And, and, and that's what is fun over the years. You know, you, you get these kids as freshmen and you kind of and you progress them every year. And you and then if, if you're fortunate enough to keep them, they want to stay in the business. You keep them as GAs and you, you build a, a rapport with them. And um, like, you know, I have, I have students that, that can do everything in this office from stats to writing to updating the Web. Um, and it, it's rewarding to it's rewarding to see them progress over the years. And again, none of this is possible without those individuals, um, you know, and, and we take a lot of pride in what we do. And with that, I give those individuals a lot of responsibility. And I think they enjoy that. I think they enjoy, you know, being the guy and and, and being the young lady that's, that's doing a lot of work in the office and at events. And, and, and with that, we're able to do more with our game day atmosphere and we're able to, to produce more and, and, and create a, a, a different environment. I mean, you, you've been here and it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, that, that, that's why you do this is to have events like that. And, you know, you're worried about a pregame, you're worried about it in the middle of the game, you're worried about it after the game, but it's a lot of fun when it's all said and done and, and people are like, wow, that was a great, that was a great atmosphere and that was a great event. Yeah. So, I mean, people more important than me, obviously, but I have, no, said no, that. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. I have said it's a great atmosphere at Lover stadium. And, uh, and when the playoffs come along and, uh, we see where, where all the dust settles, we're going to try and make some, make some things happen. But Tim, I know you're a busy guy. You got, you got volleyball, soccer, football, everything to get ready for. This is like the calm before the storm, right? Yeah, it really is. It really is. We got a busy weekend ahead of us. Um, again, but that's why you do it. You know, I mean, if, if if there's a lot of SIDs that would I think I think would, would would love to be in our position in terms of hosting a lot of events and you know wearing a lot of hats and juggling a lot of sports still playing right now and um, again it's it, it's fun you, you you do it because you love to do it and uh, it, it's great to be around people that are in athletics that they have the same uh, same frame of mind. No doubt about it. Well, Tim, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for your time on uh, Gleek Football Weekly and and best for last, right? Hey, hey, thanks. Great job on the podcast throughout the year. It's, it's good. We need to, you know, continue to talk about Gleek football and, and uh, you know, sports in general. And the Gleek is a great spot for everybody. And uh, just glad to uh, be a part of it. Absolutely. Tim Knott, Associate Athletic Director at Grand Valley State University. All right, all right. My thanks to Tim Knott for his time on Gleak Football Weekly. After we after we cover all of our coach interviews and then start to delve into um, other impactful, influential people in the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, it's always great to talk to Tim, a guy that has quite literally seen seen it all and uh, and and been a a foundational piece in the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference for for many many years. So my thanks to Tim. Appreciate all he does for me, all he does for the conference and at uh, Grand Valley State. I'm sure there are many, many, many that would echo those same remarks. But Gleak Football Weekly, again, I've been saying it all episode. It's it's tough. It's this is the final regular season one. Where did the regular season go? I mean, I don't know. 
I'm probably going to figure out a way to just um, record myself screaming into a microphone about Gleek football, um, even even past the conclusion of the regular season. But one more slate of games to round out the 2021 campaign. Again, Ferris State can win the Gleek outright with a win over Wayne State. They're at home, top Taggart Field, one o'clock kick. And the storyline's simple. Win and you've clinched an outright, not clinched, you are. You are the outright GLIAC champions for the third consecutive season. And and these numbers are, are pretty staggering. I mean, Ferris has won 37 consecutive regular season games. That's a school record. They had won 28 straight from 2013 to 16. But 37 consecutive regular season games, number one team in the country, win in your GLIAC champions outright for the third consecutive year. But again, they still have a share of the GLIAC title clinched um, because the only other, if they lose and Grand Valley wins, they would be uh, co-champions, both with the one loss in the GLIAC. But let's go over to the Grand Valley State matchup. Again, we talked with Tim Knott in our featured interview. The Lakers are at home against Davenport, little West Michigan showdown. Grand Valley State um, heading in. They are 8-1 and one on the season. And all due respect, and again, this is it's difficult to say these things without, without coming across... Um, I guess haughty or 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 arrogant, but Grand, Grand Valley is the clear favorite on paper. Um, as is Ferris, the clear favorite on paper. These two teams have just um, separated themselves from the rest of the pack in the GLIAC. So give me Grand Valley State easily over Davenport, who has had their their own struggles. Um, it's just some some things at the, for the Panthers that has uh, um, kind of gone south, if you will. They've struggled offensively. Um, uh, they're losing to Saginaw Valley 24-3 and then to Fair State 50-14 to last Saturday. So give me Grand Valley over Davenport. Now, Northwood and Northern Michigan is an interesting one because Northwood's also struggled immensely, obviously, as just the one win on the season would indicate. But that one win was against Northern Michigan, and that was a game where um, I watched that game start to finish. It was just a tale of two halves where Northwood was down. Um, I don't have the exact numbers. Let me let me try and pull up the box score because Northwood was down big at half. Yeah, I've got it down. So Northwood was down 13-3 at half, and then just an explosion in the second half, 34-7. to They outscored Northern Michigan in that second half to win it 37-20. to So, again, that's... It's, it's an interesting dynamic with teams playing each other more than once in a regular season. So this is Northwood's chance to, to play Northern Michigan for the second time. Do I think they get it done? It's at the Superior Dome. It's um, up north in the UP. And at the risk of putting my – I'm trying to get consecutive perfect weeks here. Again, 4-0 last week and trying to go 8-0 to finish the last two weeks of the regular season. But I'll take Northwood. I'll take Northwood on the road against Northern Michigan and uh, see if the Timberwolves can end the season on a high note in the win column. Saginaw Valley, Michigan Tech, also a toss-up. Michigan Tech uh, sneak. How do I say this? Surprisingly, offensively, have actually put up some really good numbers um, coming off that 34 win, 34 nothing win over Northwood. But I was just kind of browsing the uh, Gleek stat book, if you will, and um, some of the individual stats very impressive. Uh, 
Will Ark has has actually quietly put together a very good season for Michigan Tech. Um, he is second in the conference in passing with 174, basically 175 yards per game, 174.9 yards per game, 12 touchdowns, which is second in the conference only to Cade Peterson. Um, so, yeah, Will, Will Ark has been a, a nice – um, nice position player for the Michigan Tech Huskies at quarterback and really taking a step forward in, in this campaign for Steve Olson and the Michigan Tech Huskies. So that said, I think Michigan Tech gets it done at home. They beat Saginaw Valley, and Saginaw Valley, um, after winning five straight, will suffer their first loss in a while. But you got to give the Cardinals credit. They uh, have been on a little bit of a run here after beating Northern Michigan last week, um, Davenport the week before that, Wayne State before that, and Northwood getting the Axe Bowl in that, so, um, and Texas A&M Commerce in overtime. So that was Saginaw Valley's last five wins, responding nicely after a blowout loss to Grand Valley all the way back at the beginning of October. But give me, give me the Michigan Tech Huskies, Curley Stadium up north, the UP, Houghton, Michigan, very, very tough place to play. So I'll take Michigan Tech. And that is, yeah, because I started with Ferris. I'm all over the place here. You'd think, you'd think I had an idea of what I'm doing here 11 weeks in, but the that that's your four games. That, that's your four picks. So Ferris State, Wayne State, I got Ferris State winning that one. Michigan Tech in Saginaw Valley in Houghton, I'll take the Huskies. Northwood going on the road to get the win over Northern Michigan and Grand Valley State defeating Davenport at home. So again, 32 and 13 on the season. So trying to make it 36 and 13, which has a nice ring to it. So I don't even know how to get to this point because or I, I do know how to get to this point. The, the show is over and the regular season after Saturday will be over. But real quick, I will run through because I, I don't want our time to end. I'm just, I'm not ready to let go. You got to let it go, Jake. Let's go through the Super Region 3 rankings because we did talk about that with Tim Knott um, and just the depth in Super Region 3. And I've talked to this on other episodes. I think two weeks ago, we did a little bit of a deep dive and I don't want to do the deep dive every single week. That does get repetitive, but just know Super Region 3 is the... By, it's hard to say far and away, but it's pretty much the best region. And there's a, there's a lot of depth in Super Region 1 as well with the PSAC, um, the GMAC, and... Um, you know, teams that uh, teams like Shepard and and um, Notre Dame and New Haven, all those teams in Super Region Three. Super Region Two is going to be tough because they've got Valdosta State, who's nine and zero on the season. West Florida, your defending national champions. But Super Region Three, here we go. Ferris State's number one, Harding number two, Grand Valley State number three, Northwest Missouri. 8-1, number 4, Lindenwood 5, Henderson State 6, Nebraska Kearney 7, Southeastern Oklahoma 8. So again, seven teams make it. So Southeastern Oklahoma is the first team on the outside looking in. Washburn right there at 8-2, and two, and Wachita Baptist also at 8-2. and two. So Wachita Baptist and um, I believe they play Henderson State. So that would be quite, and Tim mentioned that as well. That would be quite the uh, the 
I don't want to say chaos, but it would be a curveball if eight and two Wachita Baptist can beat Henderson State, who's nine and one and currently number six in the region. And these are all available on d2football.com. Just select the regional rankings, um, and you can pull it up for yourself. But Ferris State, more. I'll say it. Ferris State's going to have a bye, number one team in the country. Um, and then Harding, I believe, will win as well to go to 10-1 and one and lock up that number two position, as will Grand Valley at number three. Um, and I don't think they can get jumped by Northwest Missouri State. But three and four both host a first-round game anyways. So um, it just at that point becomes about matchups. But Grand Valley State, number three. And if they take care of business against Davenport, um, you would believe that they'd stay there. So now, now, now the time has come where I really do have to say goodbye and end our time here on CLIAC Football Weekly for the regular season. But I I know I goof around and I joke here and there because uh, that's that's my personality, but I hope I hope anybody that is tuned in has enjoyed the Gleac content, the Gleac coverage and then I know we joke the only show dedicated to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the, the Gleac, but these these student athletes, these coaches, these administrators, everybody involved works so hard to to put their best foot forward and and in all aspects, um, but especially on the gridiron. And I think it it needs to be um, quote unquote showcased. So that's um, one thing that I've enjoyed, and I really appreciate every single coach. Um, and they're they're volunteering their time to be on Gleac Football Weekly, and and Rob Bentley and Tim Knott, but every single coach. Um, I want to give a special thank you to their time for Gleac Football Weekly. And it is pretty neat to be able to have every single coach on the show at some point. So um, I'll just I'll, I'll run down the list. Tony Anise from Ferris State, Sparky McEwen from Davenport, Steve Olson from Michigan Tech, Kyle Nystrom from Northern Michigan, Leonard Haynes from Northwood University, Ryan Brady from Saginaw Valley State, Matt Mitchell from Grand Valley State, and Paul Winters from Wayne State. So thank you so much to those guys. Thank you so much to um, Commissioner Dunbar for uh, trusting me and allowing me to put forth the Gleek Football Weekly product each and every week. And one more week of the regular season. And and thank you to you, all of the listeners that has tuned in, whether you tune in once, whether you tune in every single week. It's just been an absolute pleasure. I hope, I hope I've done an adequate job of covering each and every team because it can be tough to to make sure every team gets their 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 love, if you will, and their their shouts. So it's uh it's it's something that I enjoy and I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity. So Gleak Football Weekly in the books for the final time this regular season. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for being a part of the only show dedicated to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the Gleak. And until next time, sending you all the best. Let's enjoy the final week of Gleak football in the regular season and look ahead to the playoffs. Thanks so much for joining me, and I'll talk to you next time. He's back. He's looking. Still looking. He's going for the end zone. He's got a touchdown. Thanks for listening to Gleak Football Weekly. Tune in next time.